0: Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to uh, the first edition of Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast, Digging In for the 2023 Year. I'm your host this week, Garrett Hawkins, and thrilled to to be able to serve as your president. We've started, kind of got a little thing going this last year as we kicked off uh, uh, the. Legislature's session here in Jefferson City. We were joined by uh, Senator Caleb Browden, and yet again, here we go. Caleb (laughs) Browden is here in (laughs) studio. So, Senator, how are you doing?
1: Doing good. Ready to excited to be past Christmas and New Year's. Had a great time with family and kiddos, and ready to hit the ground running for session.
0: So for our listeners, you all, you know, you've heard uh, the name many times, and Senator Rowden is the face of the of the state <laughs> Senate, right? I mean, you're the for man. better right or worse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, it is great to have you here. And, you know, I could not be more excited, honestly, about this legislative session. I, I think in part, Senator, from the work that was done last session, you know, as I think back on 2022... We saw significant progress on the property rights front, particularly with imminent domain right. reform. Thank you for your leadership. It was Good. an all-nighter yeah. Uh, yeah. to get that one to the floor and out of the Senate. Uh, you all made some significant investments in rural roads, historic investments. Yep. And then, of course, we had the win in special session with the renewal mm-hmm. of the ag tax credits. So. Anything spark interest, or what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, it was
1: it was a it was a good year. You know, I I, I remember sitting um, here and across the table from various ag folks uh, at this time last year, and I said, "Hey, we failed you the year before, and 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 you know, really didn't live up to our end of the bargain on some of the stuff that needed to happen uh, in that 2021 session, uh, and so we knew we had some work to do. We knew, you know, that the property rights thing was not going away uh you know continue to be high on the minds of folks in the ag world uh and then um you know obviously the ag stuff that we did in special session it it, i think we're i think we're back to back back to square now right there there, i feel like we were able to accomplish some of those things get some of those things off the plate um, you know, have your community and and our partnership with the ag community looking forward um, to you know the, the the next the next phases, the next things, what's going on, um, and to have those other things, those boxes checked. I think was a good thing for sure.
0: Absolutely. So, as you think about twenty twenty three, what gets you excited?
1: Well, you know, for me, it's it's uh, my last two years, uh, which is crazy. Um, that that uh, hard to believe. It's, yeah, it really is. Uh, my my eleventh and twelfth years in the legislature uh, in whole. So I I was elected when I was twenty nine, uh, and and I'll, I'll be forty two. I just turned forty. I'll be forty two when I when I term out. So it's been a chunk of my life, which uh, you know is pretty surprising and interesting. Um, so, being able to be, you know, move, move from that majority leader role to uh, the pro tem role uh, is is obviously, you know, something that's really honoring and humbling for me. Um, you know, our, our group, uh, we, we had a great caucus meeting in Branson a uh, month, month and a half ago. Um, you know, our group, it's no secret that in, in some of these years past, we've not always been on the same page. Uh, you know, every Republican's not always singing out of the same hymnal. Um, But I just there's a sense of uh, there's a a better sense of camaraderie. There's a better sense of, um, you know, collegiality amongst uh, our folks, I think, than there's been maybe in in three or four years. Uh, So that has to bode well. You know, I think we have for the first time in I don't know how long have our veto proof majorities and have every statewide office, uh, you know, including both United States senators, which we've had for a little while. So you know, with with there, there's really no excuse for us now not to put our heads down and say, hey, we are the Republican majority. Um, we want to do conservative stuff. We want to do good stuff. We want to do big and important stuff, right? My, I think my uh, anytime you're in a term limited environment. And I know I only have eight years in the Senate as in whole. You you just want to do things that will matter for the long term, and especially with a guy a guy like me who has kids and thinking about hopefully they grow up and and live in Missouri. I love Missouri. I don't want to leave this place. I don't want them to leave here, but I want to make sure that the things we're doing now um will will impact them. So it's 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 you know, it's investments in roads. It's it's uh, investments in education, figure out make sure that that you know, we are educating kids, it's job creation, it's job retention. It's the things that will just y- y- you want to check the boxes when I ran in 2020, it was my 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 slogan was it's safer schools, so stronger economy, safer community. If you get those three things right, if if people have a job, if their kids can get educated, and if they feel safe in their communities, everything else just kind of takes care of itself. So I'm excited about a lot of stuff, but, um, you know, in, in my role, it's getting rid of some of your own priorities and making sure that you advance the priorities of the folks that elected you into this mm-hmm. leadership position. So uh, it, it's I think it's going to be a good year.
0: I really appreciate what you're saying, you know, big picture, You referencing your kids, you know, what propels me every day is the thought of how do we bring the kids home at annual meeting in December. I had the chance to, during my annual address, just share why I am so excited about Missouri, because I truly believe this state is the place to live, work and invest, truly with the policies that you all are putting in place. Um, A lot of good things happening right now. But, you know, within Farm Bureau, you've gotten to know this organization well during your time in office as well as our members. You know we're an organization that is devoted to serving farmers and ranchers. But even beyond that, really looking at communities and what we can do to improve the quality of life for all Missourians. And so coming out of our annual meeting, Senator, one of the biggest issues that that we want to work with the legislature this session is rural health care and improving coverage and access to because what we've seen since the affordable care act passed in in washington you know a decade ago is health insurance really is anything but affordable for many farmers and those who are self-employed so we have an option a, a a health plan option that uh, Senator Crawford, uh, as well as Representative Curtis Gregory, uh, are going to be working with us on the legislature this session. So, putting on your radar that truly, as we think about how to bring the kids home, how do we keep people on the farm or in the small business, health care coverage is a big deal. Yeah. So, don't yeah. know if you have any thoughts there.
1: Well, the, the rural health care, I, I remember um, it's been, it probably was 16 right around the time I first got elected to the Senate, and, and I sat across the table from uh, a bunch of MU healthcare folks and they were asking questions about just kind of, you know, relationship with the legislature. What do we need to be doing? What do we need to talk about? And, and the rural healthcare thing, and I, I specifically mentioned, you know, extension that, that MU has and, and their ability to reach into every county in the state and how could that be harnessed, um, you know, for, for healthcare in, in some form or fashion. But I think it is, and it's not a it's not a Missouri specific problem. It's happening all over the place. We know that they're, that you're seeing uh, tremendous amounts of consolidation, uh, you know, in the healthcare provider category. You know, big guys just buying up little guys, and it's not it's not wrong of those big guys to do it because those little guys are a lot of the times a lot of these rural hospitals are they're going to shut down one way or the other. So it's just a matter of what it looks like on the back end of that. So yeah, I mean, I think anything we can do um, to to uh, provide. A different option, um, maybe some better options uh, for folks specifically in rural Missouri. I think is really important, and it's one of those things that, I- in addition to um, you know making sure rural uh, education is is where where yes. it needs to be, those those are the those are the 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 benchmarks in rural Missouri. If you get healthcare right, you get a- education right, and obviously ag, everything else can be fine, right? You, yeah. you hit the if you check those boxes, you're doing good. So I think yeah, we want to check those boxes in the legislature for sure
0: well you know speaking of communities education healthcare we also have roads bridges yeah. transportation mm-hmm. again going back to how do we continue to build on the significant investments uh that were made last year you know because our members are very attuned and paying yeah. close attention to make sure that our tax dollars are being spent wisely yeah. and that they're getting what they are paying for What's bubbling out there in the transportation world?
1: Well, there's a lot of talk. You know, uh, more talk at the beginning of this session relative to I-70, probably than I've heard in a few years. I remember when I first got elected to the House in 2012, that was the beginning. Uh, You know, they uh, and Modot put out some proposals even back then, a few different options, two, three, four, five billion dollars, various options for how you could rebuild I-70, and then we just kind of stopped talking about it for a while. Uh, you know the gas tax uh, from a couple years ago, obviously, is going to help in in some form or fashion. Uh, but I, I I do think it's it's finding a uh, starting the process of saying, okay, this is how we are going to move forward on I-70. Because if you do I-70 right, um, uh, you're, you're going to free up some money that right now is being spent on maintenance of that massive, you know, hi- highly traveled road. Um, and open up some some opportunities to use some of those dollars in other places, right? Uh, so I, I think, I, I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. That's still, you know, there's lots of conversations happening on on uh, the price tag. Obviously, we've got a, a, a pretty large surplus at the moment. It, you know, should we use that? How much do we use of that? I, I, I don't want to. I'm not a big fan of saying let's use all of Missouri's taxpayer money uh, to to rebuild i seventy if there's a chance for us to use some of Illinois taxpayer money, uh you know some of Kansas folks that are coming through the state, we know that forty forty five percent of that traffic on i seventy comes straight through the state, so you got to get it right um but I do think uh, probably in the next two years we are going to start the conversation um you're you're never going to finish it, you're not gonna finish it for a while, but I think you start the conversation of saying, okay in 10 years, in eight years, in six years, here's where we want to be, and, and here's the amount of money that's going to cost, and here's how we're going to account for it. I think if we start that process now, um, it's still going to take some time, but we got to start it pretty soon, or, or we're going to have real problems on I-70. Well, historic, more, more than we already do. <laughs> you know, far,
0: historically, <laughs> Farm Bureau has been you know, the voice mm-hmm. of folks living outstate when it comes to transportation yeah. issues, clear back to the get out of the mud campaign, right? <laughs> and so, you know, it was really something, you know, at our annual meeting this past year as our delegate body, you know, 600 Farm Bureau members from around the state hashing out what they believe yeah. transportation investment should look like. And the policy that they adopted, you know, basically says, hey, you know, we still have a ways to go at investing in rural roads and bridges from a safety standpoint and mm-hmm. to get us where we need to be. At the same time, we recognize that something has to be done with I seventy as well. And, and you know, American Foods Group, their entry into Warren County, yeah. you know, the yeah. number of our members who will be hauling cattle to that facility. Knowing that safety on I-70 is paramount yeah. to make sure that it can accommodate that facility, something that we've dreamed about for a long time. So I want you to know that our members are very engaged and interested in this issue, that, that they recognize that something has to be done. But at the same time, as we think about these surplus dollars, we got to make sure that rural Missouri, that our rural roads are right. literally crumbling for years, yeah. that we continue to make those investments yeah. and move it forward. So there you go.
1: <laughs> it's a good it's a you can find the balance. It's just a matter of yeah, folks doing the work and, and, and making sure that all the right stakeholders are at the table. But I, it, it is absolutely possible to get it right.
0: Yeah. So so as we think about now property rights, uh, you know, you were very attuned last session that that what got done was historic, but also just really a first step you know as we think about you know there's no other way to put it senator other than the green new deal that's being played out before our eyes we know we're in the crosshairs because we're at the cross section of the country we see this unprecedented change in power generation and transmission what's put which puts even more pressure on missouri here so you know we hope to continue to work with you all as we think about um Bigger picture, ag impact mitigation agreements to make sure that utility companies are maintaining their easements in cooperation with farmers and landowners whose property they depend on to provide these services or making sure that we're being forward-looking and thinking about how we balance energy security and property rights. So putting that on your radar, that what you all did, and you recognize that last session, that, hey, this was this was the toehold from yeah. which we can continue to build.
1: Well, and I think we—that that is going to be, to your point, is going to be an evolving conversation that's going to outlive, certainly outlive my, my tenure, my two years left in legislature. Um, there are there are going to be, you know, there is an, an evolution happening now in power generation. There's going to be additional changes and just new things coming online all the time. And so it's a it's a, it's a, a kind of an old, uh, a, a, a tenant that you've got to stick to, which is property rights, which is, you know, was a foundational element yeah, of, of, of our country um, and, and how that evolves relative to all of the new stuff that's happening. And a lot of this new stuff is good, right? We're, we're not... We're not discounting that you know the, the the market and the economy and how we do power generation, how we how we uh, uh, trans, transport power, all that stuff is changing. Um, but there are still some basic foundational you know liberties and freedoms that you got to get right as you do this other stuff. It's not an easy balance to find, right? And you you do have you have uh, really uh, important influential uh, folks on all sides that are that are doing good things for the right reasons, right? It's just a matter of us at the legislature being willing to and especially in a term limited world becomes harder um willing to dive in and dig in and do this this really messy not sexy work right of of getting <laughs> fair way of, of getting it. this balance right <laughs> but that's it's what it is and it in none, none, that is probably bared out um you know the the most in this property rights conversation that we've had um you know because there were people that were on the on the grain belt thing, you know, not everybody was just blatantly anti-grain belt and what they were trying to accomplish, but the idea of how they were doing it in conjunction with us trying to maintain and hold fast to this foundational principle over here, right? It's just a, it's an interesting tug of war. And I think we, to your point, we got it. We finally, we're able to break through and get the first thing done but that's a that's that's the that's the foundation there's going to be other changes There's are going to be other tweaks there's going to be new companies that come online that want to do something crazy and i think the thing that we have to keep doing is saying okay at the very least at the at the core of what we're doing are we protecting the, the, the most basic individual liberty of property ownership and their ability to do what they want to do and need, feel like they need to do with their land. If you do that and you build your foundation on that the right way in Missouri, then everything will be fine. Yes. Um, but it's going to evolve. And I think, to your point, it's we're, we're clearly not done with that conversation.
0: No, and little did we know a decade ago with the entry of the Grain Belt Express project, this whole concept, little did we know that this was the precursor of what's to come, right, right? that we're seeing play out through the Biden administration. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. the common sense ideas that come from our members, from co-location of transmission lines and things like that, you know, again— conceptually it makes sense it, obviously you have to dig into the weeds and figure out how to do it but the common sense ideas that come from our members that that show that we are willing to to balance yeah. energy security with property rights is really really important yeah and something to keep in mind senator is you know we continue to see this effort at the federal level to pull regulatory oversight to dc and away from jefferson city and that's something all of us should be concerned yeah. about that we need to make sure that the public service commission is the one yeah. that is the oversight authority and frankly we think there need to be some improvements there to make sure that agriculture is represented right. within the I, commission
1: that, yeah that i agree with i mean it's it's a it you know the, it it almost always makes sense for the decision to happen as local as possible right Uh, you know i think we all say we're fans of local control until we're not right (laughs) Uh, and that's a pretty universal sentiment that i've there are very few people that are always in favor of local control um but you just got to get all this stuff is contextual so you've got to get it get it right in context of the thing that's in front of you i think the the flaw in in a lot of things that we try to do in jefferson city uh, and certainly in dc is that you know you, you think somehow there's a one size fits all or a very broad brushed solution to xyz and there just aren't that many of those right so it is a uh it is a, a yearly you know bi-yearly coming back looking at these things again saying Okay, did we get this thing right? To, the, the the property rights bill that we passed last year, being a prime example, that thing's going to get changed, right? There's no doubt about it. There's going to be additions. There's going to be things that we realized we we got wrong or weren't exactly right. We're going to probably see some bad actors at some point down the road, and we're going to have to toughen it up. And right, yep. it's like, so all those things are going to happen. Um, but it's you know it, again, it goes back to the legislature being willing to do, do the the tough but necessary work of of just passing policy that actually works and is not not, not politically motivated, isn't like, I, I want to put this on my piece to run for XYZ office, it may not get me any glory, but it's the right thing to do.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of property rights, foreign ownership of farmland it, <laughs> yeah. it continues to percolate out yeah. there. You yeah. Know, Farm Bureau has been involved in this issue a long, long time, time as yeah. well. Yeah. You expect some conversation? Yeah, I
1: do. I think, uh, you know, obviously that that 2013 um, bill and those series of votes uh, now have been plastered all over everybody's TV and any number of uh, political races, national and and state and local races. You know, I do think there is a growing um, uh, sentiment that there there, uh, is a conversation that is warranted about how we uh, toughen up what our current law is right um we we i think maybe 10 years ago 12 years ago 15 20 years ago i don't think and 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 maybe back then you know china wasn't um the 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 threat in doing things in a way that they're doing things now but i mean this thing this might be good politics but it also just i think is is good policy at this point i, I don't know exactly what the final solution mm-hmm. looks like uh, and you don't want to do things that um, you know, rip jobs out. I know I know north northwest Missouri, you know, has has a lot of jobs that are dependent upon uh, Smithfield. And there are others out there that, you know, probably fall into a category um that, that we want to take a look at. We wanna make sure we're not um you know, we're not doing things that are gonna jeopardize hundreds and hundreds of jobs in rural Missouri. I don't think Farm Bureau wants that or anybody else. No. Um, so you got to get it right. And, and, you know, we'll figure out what the details are. But I do think just ensuring that uh, in the worst of circumstances, I, I, I'm going to assume the worst about China and what their motivations are relative to buying up, you know, large, large swaths of, of any state, including our own, uh, and, and try to put something in there that's an, inf- an enforceable law. Uh, and something that'll, you know, move us back toward, you know, making sure that our farmland is is being utilized for our our best and our own purposes.
0: National security. Absolutely.
1: Right? Yeah. No well, doubt about it.
0: As we as we wrap up the conversation, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about IP reform, you know, particularly coming off of the November election and yeah. passage of amendment 3. You know, as we talk about how we help all Missourians, you know, something that's been on our members' minds for years has just been the flood of out-of-state money and interest that comes into the state uh, mm-hmm. and essentially buying their way onto to the ballot. Yeah. So, is there an opportunity this session or a path forward on initiative petition? Yeah, reform? I do.
1: I think there is. I think the you know, there's more people talking of it. it's been. I know it's been a stated priority and probably the biggest priority of now incoming uh, speaker. Dean Plocker, John Patterson, the new floor leader in the house, very interested in it. We've had numerous conversations. Um, you know, never and I've told uh, Speaker Plocker this a few times. There there were ne- there was never a it didn't feel like to me in the Senate there wasn't a critical mass of people who were really really ginned up about it and to some degree that's changed a little bit. There's a new block of folks. Some of them came over from the house. Um, but, you know, the, the marijuana thing, the, the impending threat of, you know, for us, it, folks that are, are pro-life, the impending threat of, of uh, you know, Planned Parenthood or other, you know, organizations like that buying their way onto the ballot. So we're going to do something. Something's going to get done. I do think the details are important. I think, you know, these arbitrary, um, burdensome uh, things that we put in place to, to, to keep people from getting to the ballot, I don't love. Uh, and and I actually think it muddies the water when it comes time to pass the thing anyway. But I I just simply think right now our Constitution's a mess. You know, the, the, the weed language is in there. The bingo language is in there. Other stuff that certainly is supposed to be in state statute that is currently in our Constitution. So let's just make sure if we do nothing else, let's just protect the Constitution a little more and change that threshold. Uh, you know, you can if somebody spends, um, to your point, if they spend a mother load of money, you still get the thing done, but it's it's it it's going to take a little bit more, and it should take a little bit more than huge, uh, you know, a huge yes vote in St. Louis and Kansas City and Columbia and Springfield and everybody else gets screwed. Frankly, right? I, I I don't like that, and so if we can figure out a way to ensure that you know with a little bit higher threshold, the numbers would say, rural Missouri's got to be accounted for if they're in a in a positive or negative in a winning vote on an IP bill. Um, you know, rural Missouri is going to have to to weigh in, and I think they should have a, a, a louder voice than they do now. Because as we've seen with some of these other things, Medicaid expansion and and um, some other things, you know, it was St. Louis, Kansas City, Columbia basically mm-hmm. that carried the day. And and I I live in Columbia, so I, that you know it, that it, it kind of is what it is. But I, I I think we should figure out a way to protect the constitution. You know,
0: just for example, one concept our members have advocated for for some time is signature collection being done in every congressional district yeah. to make sure that up front these conversations are happening in rural yeah. communities yeah. and that there is awareness yeah. at the front end. So yeah. that's just one idea. Yeah. I'm sure there are others that yeah. are out there.
1: No. I, it's 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 possible. And, and like I said, it won't be easy. You know, I, I think the the Dems certainly on our side in the Senate recognize, you know, a lot of the policy goals that they've been able to achieve in Missouri have happened via this route. So they, they're not going to give it away without a fight um but i i think there's a way to get it done and communicate it in a way that isn't it's not meant to be adversarial it's not meant to say we're shutting down i mean there are a bunch of states that don't have an ip process at all yeah um we're not shutting that down we're not telling you you can't do it we're just we're just doing a little bit more to protect the the document that that is pretty sacred you know
0: so. yeah i mean when you think 20 percent of the state constitution is now marijuana yeah. policy
1: it's goofy that's just crazy it's it's kind of embarrassing but you know it is what it is
0: (laughs) well i'm hoping that uh, we'll be able to have a conversation like this again that you'll be as peppy as you (laughs) are today come the end of session i'm Um,
1: always peppy at the beginning (laughs) of session
0: (laughs) well i hope we can sit here you have an open invitation let's recap some victories come may some things that you all are going to send to the governor's desk what do you say let's do it okay folks Uh, Again, you have heard from uh, Senate President Pro Tem, Senator Caleb Rowden. Thank you for being here and helping us kick off the Digging In podcast series for 2023. Take care. Take care.